You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast. Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit. Hi guys, I'm Catherine and I'm with Winston and today on our backpacking series we've got the third episode in which we're going to focus on shelters, which is pretty cool. Well, yes, because if you think about backpacking, um, I, I always refer to it as hiking with everything you need on your back, including your home. And your shelter and sleep system really are the home part of it. It's what's going to protect you from the elements and is where you're going to sleep at night. What we're going to do is get started with sort of the types you can run into and then get more in-depth with them. So you have a few different options. You can run a tent, which is sort of the traditional. Um, it's what most people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. You can run a hammock. You can run a tarp, bivy sack. You can use a lean-to, or you can cowboy camp. So we're going to start off with tents, just because when most people think camping right. or backpacking, that's what they think. When it comes to backpacking, what do you want for the average weight of a tent? What are you looking for? Basically, for backpacking, you want your tent to be light, not take up a lot of room in your backpack. Mm-hmm. And as far as weight, I kind of recommend two pounds or less per person. Okay. So if it's you by yourself, then basically you can get like a two pound tent or less. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're with somebody else so that one can carry the rain fly and poles, the other can carry the tent body and tent pegs. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's roughly two pounds per person if right. you had a four pound tent. Yeah. And if you have like a three and a half pound tent, in the case of yours, one of us will carry the tent, the other carries the poles. Right. Um, and that keeps the weight per person down. Mm-hmm. And if you know you do want to get crazy, you know, you can get sort of higher end tents that don't actually have tent poles. They use your trekking poles. That's right. Yeah. Uh, to hold them up. That's what um, Sarah has, eh? Yep. Cool. Um, and so that type of tent, they're often single walled as well mm-hmm. from companies like Z-Packs or I think MSR does a version, um, Hyperlate Mountain Gear, you know, like a lot of these sort of little cottage country com- mm-hmm. companies. Um they, especially like uh, Z-Packs and Hyperlite Mountain Gear, they'll use Dyneema fabric as well. Um, mm, okay. it, this actually has, you know, Dyneema that the slings we use for climbing are made out of? Yes. You know, those super skinny slings that are super strong? Yeah. It's got those fibers in the fabric. Oh, okay. And so it's expensive. Like a, a Z-Pack uh, duplex mm-hmm. um, is five ninety nine American. Oh, wow. Right. So, you know, with the Canadian exchange, you're probably looking at 800 bucks or something like that, but it weighs just over a pound. Gotcha. And part of the way they save a lot of the weight is the high tech fabric, mm-hmm. which is super strong too. Um, and then the other way is there's no poles. Yeah. So essentially you put your pole in the middle. Do, where's the placement? On the sides. So it's outside of the tent. Gotcha. But basically you peg out the corners. Yeah. And then you pull the tent up and yes. your pole goes under the vestibule, essentially. Okay. Um, and that sort of stakes it out, mm. you know, or, or lifts it up. Yeah. And then when you peg out, you run a guy line from your pole down to the okay. ground and put a tent peg in. Yeah. It can, it can very firmly hold in place. So if anybody wants to get a visual of that, we've got articles that complement this podcast. So we'll include a photo of that just so people understand what, we're, what it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Like I had a customer at the store today asking about backpacking, but... Because they're young and they're new. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not sure they're going to like it, but they're pretty into it. Yep. And they have no money. <laughs> yeah. So what I suggested was like a, a Eureka Midori. Okay. It's not the lightest tent, you know, but it's under $200. Mm-hmm. And it'll keep you dry, keep the bugs off you. 
you know, mm-hmm. pretty easy to set up. And then it's one of those things where as you sort of get more into it, then you maybe replace your tent down the road. Right. Now you got a super light one. Then you yeah. replace your this and your that. And eventually, you know, think of going from your starter package to like the high end stuff. Yeah. Um, as like an evolution. Right. You know, uh, nobody starts unless they're you know rich with you know the lightest of everything right so basically you know you you start with whatever you start with yeah and as you gain experience you gradually improve stuff yeah but from a weight perspective and backpacking uh typically you go with somebody else so you're gonna split the weight so you're pretty good yeah or if you're going by yourself and and this is always one of those choices because tents are available in one person two person three Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and if you think of uh, when it says like a one-person tent, that's one person lying down in it. It's not like one person in room for all your gear. Gets note. Right? Um, same thing with a two-person tent. So what you'll run into, and some are roomier than others, like a company um, to make a tent lighter might actually make the square footage smaller. So yes, mm-hmm. two, two six-foot sleeping pads fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're kind of friendly, <laughs> you know, they're butted up to each other and there's not a lot of extra room. Mm-hmm. Well, that's less material, so that'll make for a lighter tent. Right. Uh, so when you're shopping for a tent, like look at the, uh, you know, either the dimensions of like how wide and how long it is um, or what the actual square footage is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's always going to be a balancing act because when you're hiking, you want the lightest, smallest tent you can get right because you got to carry it yeah but when you're camping having a little bit of room in it it's kind of nice it is you yeah. Know? yeah so it's it's figuring out that balance go to a store that's got a bunch of tents set up and you know look at the dimensions of that given tent and then get in it mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. go oh okay i could see me and somebody in yeah in this yeah or it's like oh geez <laughs> there's no space yeah and then also sit up because yeah. How high the headroom is. Especially if you're tall. Yeah. yeah. That can be um, really annoying try, trying to change or whatever. Because um, sometimes the headroom, like the tallest part is right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm, right. That's true. Whereas other tents, they put the tallest part um, back a little bit. Mine's so like that. Yeah. Where when you sit up, where, you know, that like on your sleeping pad, yeah. you're not dead in the middle. Yeah. Right. So it gives more headroom above your head. So what are some pitfalls of tents? I mean, or things that uh, people don't think of as far as features that they, aside from the two door opening and exit, I like that for having to go pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. Now, obviously that adds another zipper, so it will add a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're going to run into, generally one person tents are only one door. Mm-hmm. Um, two person tents can be one door or two doors. Yeah. You know, how the poles go together. Some... Mm tents like yours or uh the north face triarch while there's cross braces when you pull the poles out of the bag they're all interconnected right it's not that you um it gives you the effect of having multiple poles right but it's all one thing right you can't lose a pole right so when you're putting it together it's kind of nice it actually is easier to set up because you don't have to figure which pole goes in which direction oh, totally. yeah. they only go one way mm-hmm. so that's beneficial many companies like any we'll call them quality name brands you know or but any you know mid to upper end tent um, is going to have either dac poles dac 
um, which are a very flexible aluminum pole, or MSR is using like Easton aluminum and carbon fiber poles for some of their higher end tents. Mm-hmm. All of that can save weight, but it also, the poles are less likely to break because they're springier. Whereas poles that are a more brittle or rigid aluminum, mm-hmm. then you stand more chance of a pole breaking. Gotcha. And it's always a good idea if you have the option of setting the tent up in the store, right? So oh, you that's can a good idea. you can see how it goes together. How yeah. easy is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I look for pockets because I'm always using them on the interior. So yeah. sometimes it's only on the one side, not the other. I've noticed that about my tent. Yeah, you got them on one end and then one side. For my tent, I've got the Mountain Hardware Hilo. It's a two-person uh, tent. Uh, it ranges for about three hundred fifty dollars, three hundred fifty Canadian. Um, I quite like it. I've used it for a number of years. I don't regret it. The only features I would have wished it had two doors instead of just one for going having to go pee in the middle of the night. Also, I noticed that it has pockets only on the one side mainly. Like at the foot and yeah. then on the door side. Yeah, because we always have, we're always on the same side. But uh, anyway, um, and then uh, the other thing that's neat about it is that it has um, its tarp built in. What do you call that? A single? It's a single wall tent. Like it's a, a single wall the tent. The rain fly it doesn't have a separate rain fly. Um, so when you set it up, it actually looks like it's not set up all the way mm-hmm. because you see the poles on the outside. That's right. Um, but that single walled tents can sometimes run into issues of condensation um, mm. because the waterproof layer, it's not like bug netting then the waterproof layer. That's right. Um, you know, so if you get condensation on that waterproof layer, it's going to run down in the tent. Yeah. Whereas if you have uh, a more traditional tent where it's a bathtub construction in the bottom, bug netting on the top, then your poles holding that up, and then you throw the rain fly over top of it, mm-hmm. um, the condensation from your breath and moisture coming off your body will hit the rain fly. Right. Um, you know, condense back into liquid water and then it runs down the inside of the fly rather than the inside of the tent yeah that Um, is a nice feature and i think it's more common in the well definitely uh in the fall what about the summer i can't remember because i hardly use it i use my hammock instead um it it all has to do with cold right because if the surface is cold Mm -hmm. and your warm breath hits it it condenses yeah so you're less likely to get condensation when it's warm out yeah you're going to more likely get condensation when it's cold out. So that's the the uh, the tent that I have, and overall, I was quite pleased with it as a starter. Yeah. So check to when just sort of some guidelines. You know, if you're going solo, if you want to, and th- this could be you're camping with, like or you're hiking with other people, but you're gonna s- sleep in your own tent. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will get a two person just for one person because then you can stick all your gear inside. Yeah. But that's why tents have a vestibule, which is kind of like the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got more than enough room to keep your boots and your backpack out there Mm -hmm. it's still protected from the weather right but uh it doesn't have to take up space internally because a uh two-person tent uh that is light enough uh to fit my little rule of two pounds per person Mm -hmm. it's possible to get those they're just going to be really expensive yeah and i think it's it's good to consider um you know, when you're car camping, you know, traditionally when people do that, I always would complain about how a two-person tent was really a one. Because typically when you car camp, you bring everything plus the kitchen sink and you want to keep it in your tent. 
Um, when you're backpacking, it truly is accurate. Uh, you don't need to start looking at, well, I've got two people, so I really need a three person, unless you want to keep more stuff in your tent. But then, you know, weight's going to become a hassle. Yeah. So really, you can stick to the guideline of what it says is it is rated for. Um, just something to note, because I know in the past, whenever I went car camping, I'm like, yeah, if I got four people, I really need an eight person tent. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess I look at, like, it's totally different things. Because yeah. if you're backpacking, the tent, you're not living in it the way you would. I you're know. not hanging out I know, in but it. a lot of people, I know when I first came into it, I was thinking that way, that it was really uh, not accurate. I've always complained about that, that a four-person tent, especially for car camping, uh, really you needed a six-person, you know, for four people or seven people, right? But when it comes to backpacking, it truly is accurate. You can stick to that. It depends on, too, like sort of how you're backpacking. Like when we do our trips, we're on the move every day. Now, that same tent is what we'll use if we are car camping because it's the only tent we have. Yeah, which uh, is fine. Um, yeah. But that idea of... Uh, uh, you know, it's like the place you're going to hang out. No, well, the next morning we get up, we pack up, and we're on the road. We're on the move again. Right. Um, and that's where minimizing that size and weight really yeah. comes in handy. Um, and one of the other things with a tent is look at um, a design that's got a lot of tie-out points. Because a tent tends to be, you know, it's almost like a sail. Uh, so... Um, if it's windy conditions, having some extra guy lines attached to it that you can peg out on the windward side, so where the wind is coming from, mm -hmm. now it buttresses the tent and it allows it to handle more wind load. Mm -hmm. Because uh, if you've got a lightweight tent with very flexible poles um, in windy conditions, wind gusts can have the whole tent pushed right over on top of you. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have tent in your face. Oh, gotcha. Uh, but if you guy it out, um, and that's basically attach a, a line to the, the tie-out points on the tent, mm -hmm. run it down and pound in a tent peg, well, now all of a sudden it's reinforced. Kind of like the support wires or the guy wires on a, on a radio tower. Right. Right? It keeps it from falling over. Yeah. Um, oh, same thing with your tent. I always wondered what those loops were on, you know, beyond where you would normally peg in. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and that, that's the thing. Because most of the time we try to find campsites that are sheltered from the wind. Right. But sometimes you're exposed. Yeah. You know, like if we, if we were on um, a desert track mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you're out in the open and it just happens to be windy as all get out, if you don't peg it out then you're going to run into the thing where like the tent is going to be blown over on top of you most of the night. Good to know. Yeah. Then the other thing is um, footprint. So what that is, is basically a ground sheet that goes under your tent. Hmm. The ground can be sharp and rocky and roots and sticks. Right. Um, and now the bottom of your tent is waterproof, but that waterproof doesn't work if you punched a hole through the bottom. Right. So a ground sheet is just a really a lightweight, tough material you put down on the ground first before you set your tent up on top yeah, of it. Yeah, we tend to use those emergency uh, blankets. Yeah, and they're not the greatest because they'll punch. Oh, not the blankets, I'm sorry, but the uh, the orange. The... Yeah, the tarp. Yeah. Yeah, they're not the greatest. Oh, but really? Yeah. They wouldn't recommend that? Um, they, they work because we got it, mm -hmm. but it, it's not as tough as a... a like Tyvek material, okay. which a lot of the a similar material is what the, uh, uh, if you buy the footprint from the manufacturer, um, or you can just go to Home Depot um, mm -hmm. and 
get a couple pieces of Tyvek. It's the material that you seal, like waterproof the side of your house with okay. before you put the siding or the yeah. brick on. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell it at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing with a footprint is it has to be a little bit smaller than the actual size of your tent. Um, because if you see it, right, mm-hmm. sticking out the edge, yeah. then if it rains, water hits it and then runs under your oh, tent. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was interesting, yeah. Um, yeah. So you just want to make sure that it's like... Um, smaller. You know, about an inch smaller all the way around. Gotcha. And it just fits under your tent. Yeah, that's a good tip. You know, and if you camp with dogs, mm-hmm. um, put it inside, put a piece like that inside your tent. Mm-hmm. That way those claws don't punch through the, the floor of your yeah, tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I've had a bunch of people... Uh, come into the store you know and they're like oh yeah like i bought a new tent and they took the dog yeah and then dog goes in the tent and now tent has holes yeah yeah it ain't waterproof <laughs> when there's holes yeah. in it yeah um so cool uh, that that's always one of those things that'll get your stuff to last a little longer so let's move on to hammocks so uh what do you have as far as a hammock goes i've had a number over the years but like currently using a hennessy expedition Okay. And I got it on sale. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a good hammock. You know, not the most comfortable I've used, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. I get a good night's sleep in it. But what I like with it is you have hammock with a zip-up bug net just built into it. Right. The material is really durable. Mm-hmm. And the weight's okay. It comes with its own tarp. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of these packages. It comes with straps, tarp, right. everything in one bag. Oh, perfect. Um. The tarp's a bit on the small side. Yeah. Um, so it I, is, yeah. I actually use a different one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I use a Rab 8x10 rectangular so tarp. So the one that we had on our last trip, is that the, the largest one that you have? The hammock or the tarp? The tarp. Yeah. Gotcha. That's the bigger tarp. Okay. You know, I've got an ultralight sill nylon tarp from Rab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it weighs a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically... Uh, provides just more coverage. Yeah. Both for wind and rain protection. Yeah. And uh, what we run into is as long as you can find those trees that are spaced properly apart. which And alive. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have had some negative experience there. Yeah. So basically, and this is one of those um, important sort of PSA announcements. Um, and th- this goes whether you're choosing a tent site. But like we're talking backcountry where you choose your own campsite. There's not organized campsites yeah. that are prepared. Um, look up totally, uh, because one of the things that a lot of people you know they look for that perfect spot their tent will set up or that perfect two trees to hang your hammock mm-hmm. um, but also once you found that now look up and look around because if there's any big branches like dead branches hanging in the trees above you mm-hmm. um, there's any dead trees mm-hmm. um, like when you're hanging your hammock you want to hang it up from live trees yeah um because what can happen, there might be a dead tree that's yeah. fallen over, it's leaning against another tree. Oh, totally. And if the wind picks up at night, it can drop that on you. Oh, yeah. And I had a situation where uh, I hung up my hammock with my kids and uh, I was at a dispersed campsite. So most people tent. And because I was going off into the woods a little bit, um, all the tr- it was these were cedar trees. When I looked at the trunks, they all looked pretty solid. But then I wasn't looking up. And then when I sat in my hammock, my kids were like, uh, mom, your trees are moving. <laughs> so thanks to them. Um, yeah, there was no issue. Yeah. And so just to always look up, 
look way up. You yeah, know, just totally. make sure that there's nothing that's going to totally. fall on you in that's the middle a big of the deal. night. Yeah. Uh, because when you walk in a forest and there's no wind going, right? Everything, oh, it's fine. Yeah, you might even want right? to try and push the tree. You know, but it's when that wind picks up. Now everything's swaying all over the place. Yeah. Shit falls all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. No, just, that's a good point. That's you just really want to not point. be anywhere near it when it does. Let's talk about why we choose hammocks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, so you and I, it's pretty much the same thing. It's super comfortable. Yeah. Um, I love it. I get, a, I'm, I'm in my mid forties. So I, I, you know, so that makes it certainly very comfortable for us. Cause otherwise on a tent, in a tent, my back's always sore and I've got all these pressure points. So in a hammock, when you sleep in it, you tend to sleep at an angle. So your body's more flat. It's not like a banana that way you might, the way you see it hang, you don't sleep that way. Um, I also really like it because I find it easy to set up pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just need two trees. Uh, whereas tents, you're always looking for flat ground. And, you know, so I find that flexibility is really helpful. And um, it pretty much weighs as much as my tent. If not, it feels like a little lighter. And it's super easy to set up and take down. Yeah. Well, and one of the, one of the things that's really nice with the hammock, one is the comfort. Um, because, and that's just it, sort of a little, little hammock camping tip. Um, you don't lay in line with the trees that you've set it up with you actually rotate your body in the hammock and this is where a lot of people hang their hammocks too tight mm-hmm. you want to have the hammock have a look like a big smiley face before you get in it yeah it should have a big old droop um and because then when you get in it it's slack enough that you can rotate yourself uh you know about 30 degrees so your feet are to one side your head's to the other right and you actually lie flat um and it's super comfortable everything's supported like when I sleep in a hammock and I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. um, nothing hurts. Totally. You know, and I get a, I'm not rolling around in the night, you yep. know, where I've slept on my side for a while and now this side's a little sore. Mm-hmm. So then I roll over to the other side. Mm-hmm. I'm just comfy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for our listeners, if you're ever getting it set up properly is key. That's the only downside of it is that often the instructions in the the packaging doesn't explain that but we've got a really good video that we'll link to in the show notes uh, with respect to how to set up a hammock and some tips to do that Mm -hmm. and so you want to make sure that it's got that nice sag um, and the height of your hammock like when you sit in it should be at a chair height Mm -hmm. so literally it's like boom you're sitting your legs are roughly 90 degrees uh, your feet are on the ground um, so, you know, your ass isn't on, you know, just almost on the ground, but you also don't have to like do any acrobatics height wise to get in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes for a really comfortable setup. Um, and then we run into the thing where, uh, let's say it's raining, um, because I keep my tarp and, and the, the suspension line, you know, the ridge line that I'll put my tarp up with, mm-hmm. um, in the outside of my pack. Yeah. Um, and everything else in my pack is in the waterproof pack liner. Mm-hmm. Um, I can then, you know, f- choose my trees, set up my tarp, peg it out, then go under. And then I don't um, open up my backpack to get the things out of it that I want to keep dry mm-hmm. till I'm already under the tarp. I'm protected right. from the weather. Yeah. Same thing if, if it's raining in the morning when you're going to go pack up. Mm-hmm. Everything packs in. Mm-hmm. under your tarp and the tarp is the last thing to come down yeah right so if you think about setting up a normal tent in the rain um if you don't have an extra tarp to kind of pin over it before you set up you run into the thing where um you know you you peg it out and now you're getting the poles 
well, the bug netting is getting rained on, yeah. right? And the, so the bathtub construction, the waterproof mm. floor is actually collecting water. Yeah. Um, before you get your rain fly over. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're setting up your tarp or your hammock, you set up the tarp first. It's like putting your rain fly on before you set up your tent. Yeah. And that way everything stays dry. I also love the fact that the the tarp to your hammock is separate from your hammock. And so even when you're on day hikes or when you're backpacking, all of a sudden it starts to rain, you can easily set that up. Yeah. So it's I find it quite versatile. Yeah. And, or even if it's super, like we're in the desert. Uh, yeah. If you're out sun. in the sun. Yeah. You stop for a break, yeah. you know, you're going to stop for lunch, set up the tarp. Now you got a sunshade. I also really like, um, especially if it's hot and humid, that you can adjust uh, the angle of your tarp. So if you want more wind flow coming in, yep. if you want it lower, if you want to create like a bit of like a porch, you know, mm-hmm. and you can use do that. Um, it's very easy to tie to rocks, to trees. You can even use to get that porch style. Um, or you use your hot, uh, trekking poles. Your trekking poles, yeah. Um, and so... The plus of hammocks is versatility, mm-hmm. but the downfall is that you got to know what you're doing. That's the only you know. Downfall. So there's a learning curve. But once you've got that, and you have a good tip on a guideline that will, every time you set up your hammock, will always set it up in the right smile mm-hmm. that you were talking about earlier, because there's a certain uh, degree or you know that you want to be set up at. That I no longer have to worry about it because it's already pre-tied to my. Yeah, it's attaching a structural ridge line. Yeah, um, and. As it would happen, we have a video on that too. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have the two videos, don't we? Yeah. Oh, great, perfect, yeah. perfect. So, because some of these things I can talk about, but it's much easier if you it just totally see it. It totally is. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, but once you get that done, then you're you're ready to go. So, what's the average price of a, a full system? Uh, so you're looking anywhere, and these are Canadian prices. So you know, figure a little bit cheaper for American. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere from about two hundred to five hundred for a hammock camping system. Okay, so about the same for a tent. Yes. Yeah. In that ballpark, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get tents that are more expensive and all that kind of jazz. Of course, but... but um, and that, hell, like you can get a $600 tarp if you want. And you can, yeah. And you can even <laughs> so, get a hammock too that can sleep two people if you want to. Yeah. Um, it's not as comfortable, but it's possible. Um, yeah. The other, But the other uh, downside would also be that because there's two people, you have to take two hammocks versus if you take a two-person tent, it's lighter. Well... Per, yes and no. Now, basically, you can set up hammocks so that you have um, two hammocks under one tarp. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're saving some weight there. Oh if yeah, you, if, that's true. If the weight savings is really sort of the big thing, um, uh, and you don't need sleeping pads. Uh, you will need some insulation under your hammock so your ass doesn't mm-hmm. get cold. But um, you know, there's some lightweight ways of doing that. Yeah. Um, and then from there. Uh, what you're going to run into is, uh, if you think about the ground, you need to set it up like or find an area um, with a tent that's flat. Uh, whereas with the the hammock, I've set up on like the sides of mountains where the trees were straight up and down, but the ground is like sloping under me. Where if I reach out of the hammock on one side, I can touch the ground, and on the other side, I can barely reach my feet down right because it's sloping so much you can't set up a tent in that terrain whereas you can with a uh with a hammock so the downfall of course um with hammocks is you do need trees so you know when we went down to nevada this year (laughs) you know we're not camping in our hammock and so that that's one of the great things that you'll run into is that the terrain that you set up on uh 
you can set up over rocks. You can set up on uneven ground. Um, you know, any of that's open to you, right? You're whereas, you know, if it's like lumpy, hummocky kind of stuff, as long as they're trees, mm-hmm. you can set it up. Yeah, uh, and you know, but obviously, when there's no trees, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tense. I, I've had some great experiences taking my hammock, even on just a day hike. You know, as I'm uh, heading somewhere and I park the car, I'm going to check it out a place. And, you know, you can turn your hammock into just a lounging place to sit. You know, forget about the tarp, but mm-hmm. it's so lightweight and it's easy to set up. It's it's wonderful. So, yeah. And I, I also, also enjoy not having the tarp on it. So, you know, if you want more uh, more wind and you just want to look at the leaves, it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. So I like well, that. One of the other things, though, that uh, – and you'd need some sort of sleeping pad for this mm-hmm. with you um, – is your hammock setup. Like, let's say you're in an area where it's like for a couple of days you have trees and then maybe you're crossing a bit of desert – uh, you know, and this would be like in the U.S. Southwest, right? Yeah. Um, where there's no trees. Hmm. Well, you can then peg out your tarp That's with true. your with your uh, trekking poles to hold it up. There's your tent. Um, and if it's buggy, you put your hammock in. Uh, and you know, attach it up to the ridge line right. uh, that you know your your uh, uh, tarp is held up by, and now you've turned it into a ground shelter with a bug net. Cool. Right. You just you need a sleeping pad to sleep on. That's true. Um, and generally, when we're hammock camping, we don't bring a sleeping pad. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you had say something like the Thermarest Z Light that you brought, like a three quarter length one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you basically it's not very heavy. Gives you something to sit on, or you know, when you're not sleeping. Oh, totally. I and, find it quite useful for that. Yeah. yeah. Kneeling. You know, put it on a log to have something to sit on. I, even when I come out of my hammock, I always like to put my feet because you're you don't have your shoes on. Yeah, usually barefoot, I like, or with socks, whatever. I like to have my feet touch the Z light pad. Yeah, you know, it's just something <laughs> little, else you got to carry. Comfort. Yeah, it is, yeah. but it's worth it. So then, um, this is a perfect segue into tarps mm-hmm. because really, what a tarp is, uh, literally, it's just a, a a rain and wind shelter. Right. Right. Um, so whether you do it in an and if you look it up online, um, there's like a thousand ways to set up a tarp. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do an Adirondack, you can do an A-frame, you can do a plow point. There's just a ton of different ways to set up a tarp. Mm-hmm. So just like sort of a hammock setup where it's versatile, but you have to know what you're doing, um, using a tarp, you know, as a, as a makeshift tent um, is the same thing. So generally you'd have like, something to put on the ground under your sleeping pad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a piece of Tyvek. Um, so if it was super swampy, it wouldn't be the greatest thing to do. But, uh, you know, I've used just a tarp um, plenty of times. Right. Um, and then sometimes you just have a small bug net yeah. to hang in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're worried, you know, if it's bug season. And how is it for, uh, and I guess it all depends on how you've hung up your tarp for wind flow, airflow. Uh, airflow can be really good. Um, you can make it a good protection against the wind. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not going to give, uh, like complete, you know, weather coverage 360 around mm-hmm. you the way a tent can, cause right. if you completely zip up your tent. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're talking, you know, two people sharing a one pound tarp, mm-hmm. well, that's pretty light. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. so far I'm leaning always towards the hammock with the tart because of the versatility. Yeah. If you want to try something new. That's something I've yet to try. I think that would be kind of fun. Um, it's great in the fall yeah, when it's, yeah. you know, you're only worried about rain. Right. Right. The bugs are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the tarp is great. Yeah. Um, super, super light. Um, very versatile. Um, I, I've done tarps on their own in winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so the again, it's kind of a more advanced um, way to camp. Right. You know, you trade, you know, having a really lightweight setup mm-hmm. for needing to know a little more and not having quite as good weather protection. But you can easily transition into that with your hammock setup. Yeah, because so you already have a tarp. tarp. That's right. So long as you have that hammock with a large tarp. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about lean-tos. Those are a lot of fun. Well, we haven't done bivy sacks yet. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. No, we haven't. All right. Bivy so sacks. Think of a bivy sack. It's a tent um that is only big enough to fit your sleeping bag in mm-hmm. your sleeping bag and your sleeping pad um so they're they they kind of serve a couple of functions number one um a super compact ultralight shelter okay um, a lot of times they're made out of uh material like gore-tex mm-hmm. uh so they'll and they'll have some little vents in places so they breathe yeah they actually have poles um embedded in them just that... w- yeah one just to keep it off your face right um but it, it, if you're claustrophobic, it's not the thing for you because mm-hmm. it literally is a, it just fits you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's small, it's light. Uh, and like I said, they're versatile because you can also, um, w- with a three season sleeping bag, mm-hmm. uh, don't do the bivy sack up over your head like the tent. Mm-hmm. Like think of it as like a, a outer shell for your sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. And now it can add a whole level of weather protection. Mm-hmm. Right, because your bag's not going to get wet. Um, so some people will do a tarp uh, with a bivy sack, right? So if any wind or wind blows rain in, mm-hmm. um, your sleeping bag stays dry, right? So it, again, it's versatile. It can be part of a system. Like if you right. um, have a bivy sack, sleeping bag, uh, you know. And even a, a sleeping bag liner, you can mix and match your pieces. Gotcha. Right? So I, it's not a thing for me. I like having a little more room. Yeah, I, I think it's maybe appealing if you like that idea of, of the feeling of sleeping under the stars, you know? Yeah, because you can have the front open. Yeah. And then if it starts rain, you just do it up over your head. Yeah. Whereas cowboy camp, and let's just jump into that for a second, is yep. the idea of not having the bitty sack. You're simply in your sleeping bag. Sleeping under the stars. Yeah, with your sleeping bag and a pad underneath it. Yeah. Right. And that's great in the desert. Yeah. Right. You know, or or any area where you're not expecting to get rained on. Or bugs if you're not concerned. Yeah. If if it's not bug season. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not something that's applicable all the time. You know, you'll if you're gonna cowboy camp, you'll usually have other stuff with you anyway. Right. Um I've I've actually cowboy no, I've slept in a bitty sack in Australia in the outback. Now that was a bit of a different setup because we had these big vans and they were actually quite heavy. Uh, inside of it um, so it wasn't backpacking mm. okay but it was still very cool it had a very thick foam pad in it and it was a canvas material because it was um, the desert even though it was around 20 late 20s in the day it dropped to almost zero at night so um, you know it gave you the warmth uh, and then it had a cover that went over your head with the mesh right yeah keep the bugs off yeah yeah which in that case there were no bugs but uh, you know for dampness right um it still added that layer of warmth but you could see the stars and that was uh, a great experience around the campfire Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's quite fun 
Yeah, and then um, finally we've got lean tos. Mm-hmm. Um, My kids love that. Yeah, th- this applies to us on the eastern seaboard. Okay. Because uh, in the Adirondack Mountains, mm-hmm. there's lean tos, and lean tos basically are uh, think of it as like a log cabin um, with a flat wooden floor that's missing one side. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not really like a angled lean to like we'd think of a lean to is, but um, you get there, uh, and all you've got to do is put out your sleeping pad, put your sleeping bag on top, and voila! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're ready to camp. Yeah, um, so same th- same thing on the Appalachian Trail. Um, they're all every ten miles or so along the trail. There's lean tos. Hmm, that's good to know. Um, what about Continental Divide? Nope. No, actually, that's quite rugged. Yeah, Continental Divide yeah. and the PCT don't have the don't shelters. Have yeah, yeah. So um, the thing with that is, unless uh, typically they're in um, low supply, so you're always competing with others to to get that. So it's never guaranteed. Well, I guess it depends what if you. And this is the thing we run into because we go to the Adirondack so often. Mm-hmm. If you are like basically hitting the camp areas that are the closest to the trailhead, right? they're always taken. Yeah. You go, you know, one camp further mm-hmm. um, and nobody's there. <laughs> yeah, you may find that. Um, typically, they sleep about eight people. And, um, you know, they're completely exposed, as you said earlier. Um, so as long as, you know, it's, a, it's another unique experience. That's quite cool. Yeah, we tend to use them in the winter. Yeah. Uh, because... That works out really well. In the summer... Bugs could be an issue. Right. Uh, whereas in the wintertime, you know, fall, that kind of thing. Gives the, you good wind, wind uh, yeah. shelter. And then if it's raining, you're completely, you know, they overhang yep. on the front. So yeah. And you can stand around and, you know, you're not worried about being in your small little tent. Yeah. So and then nice. it's like you can, you know, stand up and change your clothes. Yeah. No, you it's know. quite a luxury, actually. Yeah. And if you want to go fast and light in that kind of environment, as long as you know they're there, bring a one pound tarp as a backup if you can't find anything. Yeah. And... Boom. But it, you have to know that they're there for that application. Yeah. And as far as etiquette goes, if you come across one that's taken by two people, um, it's not unusual to ask if you can stay. It's not. Would you agree? Yeah. The, the thing is, is that nobody can really lay claim to them. Yeah. So it, they're like, say on the AT when mm-hmm. I hiked it, mm-hmm. you would literally have farting and burping and snoring, <laughs> like sleeping pad to sleeping pad. The thing's packed. Yeah. Right. And, you know, whoever was there first can't go, no, no, this is mine. Everybody fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's communal. Pretty much. Right? First come, first serve. But the idea is that everybody can use it. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's sort of the downfall. You're not going to get privacy. No. You know, or you can't guarantee privacy. That's true. Um, but there's, there's no setup involved. Yeah. It's, it's the lazy man's backpacking. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a, a, a plus to those. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, we, we predominantly use them in the winter in the DAX. Um, so then, you know, with each of them, you know, there's sort of the, the, the pros and cons. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are going to be looking at a tent uh, and then, you know, the adventurous ones or people who just, you know, if you're a little older or you're just feeling beaten up. Yeah. Like seriously investigate the hammocks. Totally. Um, They're so comfortable. Yeah. Like that's our thing with them. It's. It, yeah. Uh, I refuse. Like when I go with my kids, they sleep in the, the tent <clears throat> and I set up my hammock nearby. Yeah. Yeah. And basically it's just comfy. Like, you know, it, maybe it's not as uh, 
you know, if you're a young couple, you know, it's not as romantic and all that jazz. Right. But I want a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So it works. We've now gone through your shelter. Yeah. With a bunch of different options. Yeah. And this is sort of what you'll need to sort of have a good night's sleep. Absolutely. So um, I know that this is the kind of information I wish I had when I first started out. So I think it's really, really helpful to... Basically, we've covered it. Um, but I have a question for you, Winston. So uh, you sleep in a hammock. You've got your sleeping bag. Is there any upgrades that you'd like to do? Um, well, there's always, like, basically, I want to upgrade my hammock. I want to get, like, a Dyneema fabric tarp. Mm. Uh, but there's all, you know, it's it's just sort of yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I'd like to try this year, if, especially when there's no bugs or maybe even with bugs, just to try it, is the tarp tenting with the bug net yeah although although it might be hard for me even to do it because i hate sleeping on the ground so that's the whole purpose of it but at some point i would like to sleep in my hammock without the tarp it'll it'll have a bug net Mm -hmm. but then there's always the fear of condensation and rain but more so condensation maybe that's better for when you're in the uh the desert but then again you You have have no no trees trees. (laughs) yeah anyway i I like that idea of feeling more like the wilderness is there yeah like i've just run into the thing i I, in the past i've done a couple of times i'm not setting up my tarp so a a lot of times in the trees you can't see any stars anyway because it's all leafy that's true you know that would only work in the fall maybe more cowboy camping you know or that too yeah like when the leaves have fallen down yeah but then, you know, I've just had times where it's like it didn't call for rain and then you wake up. It's like, oh, shit, I'm getting rained on. Well, I, I just recall, though, when I was in Australia in the outback sleeping. You know. Yeah, well, you, you romanticize things. <laughs> well, like, hey, hey, I'm not the only one as far as wanting to, you know, the view, right? Yeah, whereas I run into the thing, I go to bed, I'm asleep. <laughs> like, no. I'm not seeing shit because my oh, eyes are closed. On. I think you're being crusty. Well, no, no, but I mean, just the reality of it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like. Like I like to, before going to bed, hey, yeah. we'll sit around, look up at the stars out in an open area. Yeah. You know, but when I go to bed, like I'm going to bed. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to have to like. Worry about getting, you know, in the middle of the night. Having it's like, oh shit. And then my sleeping bag got wet and, you know. Yeah. Like I've been there. I've done but it. But you could have the tarp like half up, right? Where it's already hung up, but it's not pegged down on the one side. So you have it flipped over on each, on the other side. So it's like half co- covered so yeah but then uh, if something you, happens you have to get up in the middle of the night and yeah and then peg it out yeah well it's not and then if it's windy then it's flopping all over the place uh, you know you just crushed my yeah hey listen just no you feel free i've, I've done it <laughs> i've done it i've gotten rained on it's like can't bother anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways hope you guys got something out of this, yeah uh, so session, so and, you know, go to our Facebook page if you've got any questions. Yeah, uh, reach out to us. Yeah, you know, because the thing that we're hoping is that people get some use out of this stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, if we can short circuit your learning curve, um, you know, so that you actually do things, uh, not right, because, you know, like, you know, Cody said, you know, when we, uh, it, it's context. Yeah. Um, but if we can help you avoid doing things wrong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that you have a good time. Because yeah. fundamentally, that, you know, when you're out on a backpacking trip, even if it's hard, it should be enjoyable, mm-hmm. right? You shouldn't be miserable all the time. Yeah. Like, particularly at night. Like, a good night's sleep means you can have a good day tomorrow. So, you know, getting these things dialed in. Um, oh, and, and along that line, um, uh, very rarely you, will you find a perfectly flat 
tensite. Mm, good point. So uh, when you're set up, make sure your head is on the uphill side. Yeah. Otherwise, you will wake up with a screaming headache in the morning. Mm, have you ever done that? Yeah. Mm. Um, just because I wasn't paying attention. Gotcha. And I know better. Yeah. Um, but if, you're, if your feet are higher than your head, yeah. the blood will um, gradually, you know, gravity works. Um, you got to worry about that in your hammock too, eh? Uh, less so. Less so. Um, I always wondered about that. You know, because you you position yourself in the gotcha. hammock. Right? You've got a little bit of leeway, you mm-hmm. know, sliding back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, quite honestly, like a little pro tip in setting up your hammock mm-hmm. is having your feet, not your feet, but the foot end of your hammock, yeah. a couple inches higher than the head end. Oh, smart. Um, and then you don't slide down. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, you just stay in place. Gotcha. Not a lot, but you know, a few inches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over being perfectly level. Good to know. But yeah, um, for you guys listening, definitely check out our website because all the tips are there, all the details. And yeah, and in the show notes, we'll have a lot of links. Yeah, yeah. We got to the videos on how to set stuff up and the articles about all the gear, yeah. you know, and what to choose and blah, 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 blah. Here you go. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll catch you uh, next time. Yeah. Yeah. So get out there and uh, what's our... Tagline? Because you can't remember it? Yeah. Uh, work hard, actually, play dirty. <laughs> I actually did forget. Yeah. It's like, you know. Oh. All right. Bye. See you later.